0: 84 L O U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlu.com or call 844-648-4LU. Hello everybody. I'm Lou Dimes. This is the Great America Show and welcome. Thank you for being with us. In the midst of a mad confluence of momentous news events and politics, including the impeachment of a president, a battle over funding of the federal government, there was one occurrence that escaped the media's attention. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, retiring. Hardly any note of his departure was taken in all of the turmoil in D.C. Mark Milley, General Milley, was the most controversial chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in memory. Milley was responsible for the botched withdrawal out of Afghanistan and responsible for undermining President Trump, it seemed, at every chance he got. President Trump says, in fact, Milley was a partisan, guilty of treason. After a report came out that Milley was working with his China counterparts behind the president's back to alert them to Trump's thinking and to assure them he would warn them of any action taken against them. Millie sounds as subversive and compromised as the impaired puppet president, Joe Biden. Here was Millie, Friday, taking direct aim at President Trump as the so called tough guy addressed those attending his retirement ceremony. Here's Millie giving his farewell address, which sounds to me more like a plea for help from a deeply troubled man.
1: We don't take an oath to a tribe, we don't take an oath to a religion. We don't take an oath to a king, or a queen, or to a tyrant, or a dictator. And we don't take an oath to a wannabe dictator. We don't take an oath to an individual. We take an oath to the Constitution, and we take an oath to the idea that it's America, and we're willing to die to protect it. Every soldier, sailor, airman, marine, guardian, and coast guardman, each of us commits our very life to protect and defend that document, regardless
0: of personal price. General Milley downright scary, seemingly auditioning for something, but I'd recommend he take a nice long vacation and get lots of rest. In other government corruption news, newly released emails from the House Ways and Means Committee show that Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf ordered investigators in 2020 to remove any reference of Joe Biden. From a search warrant. In the email, Wolf, who is at the center of the IRS whistleblower allegations, told FBI officials to only focus on a foreign agents registration violation of Hunter Biden. The main reason for that, there would be no connection to Joe Biden. Also released by the Ways and Means Committee, a 2021 report from IRS investigators that Hunter Biden's attorney, Kevin Morris, may have committed a campaign violation by paying off all of Hunter Biden's debts. The IRS investigators were told to stand down. Corruption and protection for the most corrupt family in the history of this country. It's extraordinary. Protection that appears to have included President Obama. The computer repair store owner, John Paul Mac Isaac, who fixed Hunter Biden's laptop from hell, has filed a lawsuit against CNN, Politico, and Hunter Biden. Mac Isaac is suing for defamation. When Mac Isaac released the laptop, he was called an agent of Russia, among other horrible things. Mac Isaac has also subpoenaed the FBI, demanding they return that laptop to him for his lawsuits against CNN, Politico, and Biden. He's also demanding that the FBI turn over any and all documents and communications relating to the authentication of the laptop and associated hard drive. Joining us now is author and columnist Lee Smith. Lee, great to have you back with us on The Great America Show. Welcome. We're now treated to the spectacle of Marxist jackal Jack Smith, hiring his former assistant at The Hague as a special prosecutor for war crimes. He's now in the special counsel team working against Donald Trump. You're covering this, and you know a lot about the deputy from The Hague, and why Jack Smith had the president of Kosovo jailed. Please, Lee, let us in on the secrets of these two intriguing Hague prosecutors.
1: Well, thanks, Lou. It's, um, it, it's kind of a dense story. And what I, I wrote this up a couple of months ago for locals, um, uh, 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 which is leesmith.locals.com and I hope people will check it out, but it's about Jack Smith. It comes from a conversation I had with the great Rick Grinnell, um, Richard Grinnell, former uh, the Trump, uh, you, know, Donald Trump's envoy, the United States envoy to Germany, and then he was acting DNI. And uh, you know, and, and serving the Trump administration, I mean, uh, Rick Grinnell is just a, a superhero all the different things he did. And one of the things he did, many people do not know this, but uh, he was Donald Trump's presidential envoy for Kosovo-Serbian negotiations. Now, as as a lot of people will remember, uh, Kosovo and Serbia, I mean, this is the former Yugoslavia. I mean, this was a part of the world that was uh, embroiled in conflict coming out of the Cold War. And in the early 90s, there were lots of horrible things that went on. And this went on for quite a while. And Donald Trump, it, it, this, this is often forgotten. Lou, I, I i know you and I have spoken about this, but I really believe that Donald Trump is the best foreign policy president this country has had in a century. And we can or, more, or perhaps more. We can go over that in more detail if you like. But one of, you know, one of his missions um, was to go to different parts of the world and see. Uh, see how um, uh, see if, if, if these places were ready for peace, if they were if the different sides were ready to negotiate with each other and speak to each other and how. So when uh, Ambassador Grinnell, who's serving as presidential envoy his whole point was like look we can't keep going back and forth on all the different things that have happened this has been going on for a long time um, the, the job that the president gave him was to come up with some sort of economic plan so that these people could flourish right they're 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 brilliant creative people and so what kind of a plan do we put together to help them flourish and he spoke with he spoke with the guy who was the prosecutor there who was the prosecutor working uh, out of The hague but he was looking uh, in particular at Kosovo and Serbia. And the prosecutor who was there told Rick said, look, th- there's just this is just too dense. I am I, I'm, I, I'm not going to bring charges. There's really nothing here that we're going to be able to prosecute. So Rick was like, OK, that's fine. Um, this is fine. We're going to move on. We're going to build an economic relationship between these two great nations. Uh, formerly warring nations. Um, what happened was after this prosecutor left, that's when Jack Smith came in. Now, of course, Jack Smith is the press uh, special counsel, the DOJ prosecutor who is targeting Don, not just Donald Trump now, of course, but also Donald Trump aides. Only a few weeks before the president of Serbia and the president of Kosovo were destined to go to Washington, go to the White House, continue negotiations, hopefully complete negotiations uh, and for uh, also a celebration on the White House with President Trump. Jack Smith charged and put in jail the president of Kosovo, Hashem Thatchi. And as Ambassador Grinnell explains, explained to me in this conversation we had. And again, it's on my locals page so people can check out the details and people can uh, there. Well, let, let,
0: me, let me interject real quickly. Sure. Uh, you can go to leesmith.locals.com and uh, and there, uh, Lee smith's Leesmith's uh, articles will be. Uh, and this one I recommend to you. All of them I recommend
1: to you highly. Thanks very All much, right. Lou. And so, I mean, this is again, this is what Ambassador Grinnell, this is what Ambassador Grinnell saw. Um, and the, the, uh, according to Ambassador Grinnell, that the word the, the, there was no evidence for any of these. The, the charges were themselves vague. There was no evidence for any of them. What it looks like, according to Ambassador Grinnell, there were a couple of different things going on, but primarily, the most significant thing going on was that he believes that Jack Smith, as a uh, as a political operative, was looking to show up Trump. Right, there was not going to be uh, any celebration of a peace accord, of, an, of, of, of any documents being signed, any agreements being made. There are. Um, a number of senior European officials who are talking about this all the time. They're out. They're outraged that Jack Smith, that Jack Smith locked up the president of Kosovo under these stances, right under with no evidence. And they talk about, look, Joe Biden himself once called this man Hashem Thaci, the president of Kosovo, now in jail, called him the George Washington Of Kosovo. So lots of key European leaders want to know why the man that Biden called the George Washington of Kosovo is now in a prison in The Hague because of Jack Smith. So how long has he been in prison? A couple of years now. And that's insane. It's absolutely insane. and you'll and and if you if you follow, you also follow uh, Ambassador Grinnell's truth social feed, his Twitter feed because he, he he remarks on this quite a bit. And when Jack Smith pulled in him, pulled in this uh, his deputy from The Hague, <laughs> Ambassador Grinnell was talking about it again. So, and and one of the things that Brunel says is it's it's incredible that none of the press is picking up on this, and it's very important for Americans to understand the nature of the special counsel selected by Merrick Garland. This guy is messing around in the in, in the political systems of foreign countries, using that kind of power to put in jail a foreign president. So I think that's very important to keep in mind, not just in terms of the corruption of this special counsel and how he's used his political power abroad. But if people think this isn't going to happen, that he's not looking to do the same thing to Donald Trump on behalf of Joe Biden's Justice Department, they're nuts. This is what this guy does. So that's really important background um, for all of us to keep to keep in mind going forward without any question whatsoever and it's very clear,
0: I think to most uh, who everybody in this audience and all who follow uh, what is happening with Jack Smith they understand what he is mm-hmm. uh, we know what he is he is a he is a partisan ideological hitman for the, the Marxist Dems, that's all there is to it mm-hmm. that's what his job has been at The Hague uh, that's what his job has been uh, throughout his postings and twice now, Merrick Garland is the man who appointed him uh, to his, uh, po- his postings, which are all, uh, he is, uh, <laughs> he's reacted with, uh, I'll put it this way, ideological fervor in each instance, and we know what he's doing now, bringing in that, uh, that assistant special counsel. We're talking with author, journalist Lee Smith. We're going to take up more about uh, Lee's view of what is happening in Kosovo and Serbia, why, suddenly, uh, his uh, Jack Smith's former uh, assistant is now back with him uh, in as uh, special counsel going after Donald Trump. Uh, we'll be back in just moments. Please stay with us. man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that, unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Let's because as you said at the beginning, this is uh, somewhat tough to follow, yeah. but Serbia, Kosovo, Hungary, uh, I, and by the way, we can extend this all the way to Ukraine, all of the complexities of those relationships in the and uh, in the internals of, uh, of Europe. Uh, this is a fascinating place on one hand and a frustrating place on the other because the relationships are so complex. And what divides uh, these uh, each one of these national entities uh, is sometimes religion, sometimes it's ideology, sometimes it's tribal give us a sense uh, as to how close President Trump was to uh, reaching reconciliation uh, approach ma with uh, with Kosovo and Serbia and making them uh, both uh, trading partners and allies of the
1: United States and the rest of uh, Western Europe. Right. Well if if I may I, I just want to come back and if I may and substantiate Trump. my claim that Donald Trump was the best foreign policy president uh in a century. Now, a, a lot of people are uh, many Americans, many Trump supporters are rightly happy that Donald Trump did not um, embroil the United States in a foreign war. They are rightly happy about that. But that alone does not make a good foreign policy president. A good foreign policy president is someone who advances the interest of the United States? Who enhances our pe- Who enhances the peace and prosperity of all Americans? And that's what Donald Trump did. One of his signature statements. And and I I I, I really I'm I'm going to do whatever I can in my power to make sure that people know about his the speech that he gave on Saudi Arabia. Uh, And to know that this basically outlines Donald Trump's principles on foreign policy, that it was the Obama faction disgruntled former senior CIA officials, as well as the foreign governments of Qatar and Turkey, who were trying to uh, who were running an operation having to do with Jamal Khashoggi. Former journalist, uh, uh, the late journalist, the late Saudi intelligence operative Um, and uh, And Washington Post columnist. Right. Washington Post columnist. Um, And it's terrible. It's terrible. What what happened to Khashoggi? He was killed by uh, by a Saudi team um uh, uh, you know and 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 people have uh, can debate all sides whether they intended to kill him or whether they in, in, intended just to drag him back to Saudi Arabia the point was is that people were trying to get Donald Trump to break relations with the de facto head of Saudi Arabia crown prince mohammed bin salman what donald trump said was our relations with saudi arabia are good for the United States. It's good for American jobs. It's good for American prosperity. Saudi Arabia has lots of oil. It balances. It, it keeps. It keeps oil affordable across the world. And of course, Donald Trump is not supportive of of, of, of journalists getting killed. He's not supportive of of, of, of people getting, you know, get, 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 getting uh, getting getting garroted yes. for yes. embassies.
0: I, you know what I want to say, if I may interject here, Lee, is what? Uh, the uh, Khashoggi was many things. He wasn't simply a journalist, okay. as exactly. you pointed out. Uh, that was one element. It is the only element that rises up in the left wing media. Uh, and certainly, none of us is in favor of anyone ever being murdered, and he obviously was murdered. Uh, I should say, obviously, in my opinion, yeah. he was murdered, uh, and the and the Saudi government had some role in it. I think is also quite obvious. Yes. But what is not obvious is why this becomes the cause celeb of the uh, of the middle east when there are so many areas of uh iniquity and uh and violence that we could focus on uh it's a it's a, a strange moment and i think it has to do because of the relationship in in part uh with trump the fact that he uh, uh, reached uh, an unthinkable uh, agreement called the, the Abraham Accords. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, they, the one thing that they feared Trump most for, they initially they were afraid he would take us to nuclear war. At least they said they were. But then in, in that moment in history, they were so afraid. Uh, that he would create peace. It's uh, the the hypocrisy, uh, the absolute uh, sickening uh,
1: duplicity of the left is overwhelming. And that, now, now, look, I'll just want to juxtapose Joe Biden's foreign policy, especially in this part of the world. Now, a lot of people will have heard about how Joe Biden is trying to promote peace between Israel and Saudi Arabia. Well, that's not the point. The point is, is to break what you were talking about before the Abraham Accords. The point is to, to to make those irrelevant, because the key here is, is that as the leftist Dems always want, they always want to reintroduce the Palestinian file. They want to force the Palestinians on Israel once again. The purpose here is to topple Benjamin Netanyahu's government and to again stick the Israelis and stick the entire Middle East. It's not just the Israelis who want to move on from the Palestinians. It's the Arabs as well, right? They want to say, "Look, let's go on and have some economic success. Let, let let's get to, let, let's let our generation flourish enough with the war that the Palestinians are waging relentlessly. And by the way, it's the Iranians who are backing the Iranian, the the Palestinians war right now. So Trump's Abraham Accords, the purpose was to move away from the Iran deal that Obama had established, right, to realign American interests with a terrorist state that embodies Jew hatred the Islamic Republic of Iran, what Trump did was he set up um, an organism, created an organism through the Abraham Accords, an anti-Iran bloc, by tying together American allies, uh, Israel, uh, United Arab Emirates, Morocco. That was the whole project. The Biden administration's project now is to return to Obama's Iran deal. And it's to break that organism that built, that created peace and hope across the Middle East. That's what the Biden administration is doing. They're not pushing for peace between Israel and Saudi. That's the front. That's all cover for what they're really doing behind the scenes. They want to topple Netanyahu and they want to reintroduce the Palestinians and they want to empower the Iranians. That's the difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. The Democrats go for radical terrorists, whether we're talking about Palestinian leadership or the Islamic Republic of Iran, Hezbollah, Bashar al-Assad in Syria, that's who the Democrats are. These people, it's not even foreign policy. This is subterfuge. This, this is an attack on American interests. So compared to them, certainly Donald, uh, Donald Trump shines. But even on his own, this fundamental principle, again, it's not just about avoiding war. It's about how to advance the peace and prosperity of the American people. And you look at that in terms of Ukraine. We all talk about how, how sick and crazy Ukraine is. This is so far from advancing the peace and prosperity of the American people. It, it, it's like a parody of foreign policy. This has nothing to do with statesmanship. This is a corrupt sickness. It's, Ukraine is the place where Biden family corruption intersects with defense contractor, uh, with the defense industry corruption. It's sick and gross. And this is what Trump was fighting. And these are among the people who were fighting Donald Trump and are still fighting Donald Trump. So that's the difference between a real foreign policy and a bunch of corrupt thugs. Yeah, I,
0: I think that you're exactly right. And I and I think most people understand at least uh, uh, a part of uh, of what we're talking about here, uh, no one can. I don't believe many people can grasp it as broadly and thoroughly as as you've just expressed it. But most of us understand that this administration means to war mm-hmm. on everything that is America, uh, everything that is pro-America, uh, everything that is uh, you know part of our heritage and and part of our destiny uh, as a great. Uh, superpower this administration is doing precisely what the uh, the obama administration did they're trying to level the united states to remove the even the remotest uh, uh identity as exceptionalism uh in uh in either history or in um uh, Our existence as a nation and great republic. It is it's all intertwined and it has only one purpose. The the fifth column that is the Marxist Dems leading the Democrat Party in this country and our national media uh, as well. And a foreign policy, as you point out, that is determined to create chaos and the antithesis of what is uh, U.S. interest. We're talking with Lee Smith. We'll be right back in just one moment. (laughs) back with lee smith and lay i have to tell you i'm enjoying uh, uh, this conversation greatly uh because you're educating us uh, on what is what and it's it's complex as you said at the very outset it is very complicated uh but it is also so important that we understand these relationships and the forces that have been unleashed by the marxist dems whether it is to subvert what is a a long-standing alliance uh, with the uh, the state of israel uh, whether it is the relationship with saudi arabia and the other uh, arab states the gulf states uh, which you know, and Donald Trump isn't given sufficient credit for all that he did to further those uh, those interests of the United States and those uh, those uh, those nations. But to see this administration, uh, the Biden administration, straightforwardly uh, chose war over peace when they decided not to stop uh, the invasion by Russia of Ukraine. Uh, when they decided uh, that uh, arming. Uh, Ukraine was far more important than winning a war or winning a peace. And the same is true now of Saudi Arabia, who they're pushing right into the arms of the Russians and the Chinese uh, and away from this country. It is, is something to behold.
1: Lou, a, a, a lot of a lot of our friends, a lot of our colleagues, a lot of Americans who shares our, who share our views about the greatness of our country and, and the, uh, the exceptional uh, first term uh, of Donald Trump. A lot of them are, are, are very frustrated about foreign policy. And I, I hear them and we see them on social media and they say stuff like, look, my problem isn't Vladimir Putin. My problem isn't uh, uh, Xi Jinping. My problem is not the mullahs in Iran. My problem is not Hezbollah. My, my problem is, is Joe Biden. My, my problem is Merrick Garland. And you know what? I, I, I hear them. I understand it. I, they're absolutely right Our that that is the center of our problem. But here's a very, very important thing for, for our friends to keep in mind. The fact is the people who are hunting Americans here, the America first uh, supporters, the people who are hunting them here are partnered with our adversaries in Iran and China. That's the issue. So we're we're making this distinction and we shouldn't be making this distinction. Joe Biden, we've seen how Joe Biden passed $16 billion to the Iranians. Again, this is an anti-American regime. It's a regime that embodies Jew hatred. It's, It's the leading state sponsor of terror in the world. And Joe Biden's regime just passed them $16 billion. All the talk we hear coming from Joe Biden Biden and his officials regarding China, China, this and China that we're pushing back. They're not doing anything. It's all talk. If we look behind the scenes, we see what's really happening, right? Even their talk of the coming war with China. It's an information operation purpose to disguise the fact that they keep pushing money to the Chinese, Right. That's the relationship between Chinese Communist Party elites and American elites. And when they talk about the coming war with China, the purpose is to say, oh, we have to keep appeasing China unless you want us to go to war with China. None of these things are happening. They're getting. Look at what they're doing on the border. I mean, they're working with cartels. They're working with foreign cartels here, whether it's to push in fentanyl, whether it's for human trafficking All of the things that ail us here at home, they are partnered with foreign adversaries of the United States. So this is why I try to remind our friends and colleagues, like, I get it. I get it. You're right. Vladimir Putin is not showing up on the doorstep of January 6 protesters and arresting them. You're right. Xi Jinping is not forcing vaccines on Americans, 100 percent. You're right. Nonetheless, these are real adversaries of the United States. And as it turns out, these real adversaries of the United States are almost always being supported by the people who are hunting Americans here at home. They walk hand in hand. I, I agree with you. Let me see if I
0: can simplify it, put it at a level that. That, I, that, that works for me, and that is we are in a moment where there's a very real possibility that the government will be shut down. Hmm. And I I love what uh, Congressman Andy Biggs said about that shutdown. He said, "Please understand, this is simply a pause in nonessential spending. That's all it is. That's all it would be, and That's that would amazing. be its entire impact, uh, other than to the the ability to use in uh, you know, on short term basis uh, stopgap funding measures uh, to see every month how how the FBI is uh, performing, how is the Justice Department performing, and. It has the special counsel dropped all of the fictitious charges against uh, the former president of the United States? All of this is a corrupt government. There isn't one. I truly believe this, Lee. Like I don't. I think that there isn't a single agency or department of the United States government that is not corrupt right now, and in the hands, in the charge of the Marxist Dems, who, as you point out, are aligned with communist China. And with Iran. And if anyone doubts that, uh, then I I truly believe it's time to do more research uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, and maybe listen twice to to the Great America show each episode. Yeah, Uh, it's it's straightforward. And and at the same time, we have a speaker of the House, a Republican speaker of the House who is worried about shutting down funding, which is the only weapon they've got against this corruption right now. And he wants to fund a government uh, <laughs> that is run by a Marxist, dim, puppet president who has a corrupt government, who is attacking American citizens every day in one form or another, who has opened our border, who is destroying this country and means to do so, and hasn't come up with a single policy, as far as I can detect, uh, a single foreign policy that is in the interest of the United States. And yet, the The uh, journalistic elites, the media elites, the corporate elites all insist that we can't shut down uh, the government or that or as uh, Andy Biggs put it, uh, you know, pause and non-essential spending for, uh, you know, a month or two months, whatever it takes. Uh, This is a a moment in history where people have to understand how do you rationalize wanting to impeach a president and at the same time give him every dime that he asks for? This is madness.
1: On its face, right. it's madness. Right. We're paying the salaries of the people who are knocking on the doors of American uh, pro-life activists and, and 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 pulling guns on their families. That that that's that that's the important thing to keep that going, to build new FBI headquarters somewhere, to keep paying, to keep paying the millions and millions, uh, millions and millions it's taking to support Jack Smith's special counsel team to uh, go after the president of the United States. I, I think Lou, what you're understanding underscore what you're underscoring here drives home more clearly to me because many people talk about it and sure feels like it to me that in many ways we're living under an occupation government and the fact that we're paying that we're paying for them and and basically we're being held hostage right that's what an occupation government is our money is being harvested and used by what is effectively a foreign government the foreign, yeah. not just because of its ties to China and Iran, because it is not acting in the American interest at all. It is op- It is acting against the American interest. It is it, impoverishing America. Not. It's not enhancing our peace. It's certainly not enhancing our, our our prosperity. It's putting us in the line of fire in Eastern Europe, and it's making us poorer by the day. I mean, what would? An, people have said this before, but of. Course If this is what would an occupation government do, that is not what these guys are doing, opening the border, sending sending billions and billions of dollars uh, and and armaments to Ukraine. What does any of this have to do with the American interest?
0: It's all of it. All of it is an insult against America, uh, Americans who love this country and want. America for their children and their grandchildren for generations to come. And what we have witnessed is, uh, to me, the greatest insult uh, uh, against this, this country and our, our fellow citizens uh, at this moment in history. They are doing all of this in full view of the American public. There are there's a lot we don't know, but what we do know that's uh, before our very eyes uh, what they're telling us, uh, what we are seeing. We know that the Marxist party is an anti-American party. They want to destroy us. They want to destroy everyone. Uh, who is not a Marxist, uh, who is not a Marxist, dem, uh, agitator, uh, politician, ideologue, and, and all of their perversity that they bring to every aspect of American society. We have not reacted. We have not acted. We have not in any way responded to what is first and foremost the threats, the injuries, and, and, the danger that overhangs generations of Americans—if we let them uh, continue—this has to stop. Your thoughts as we conclude here, Lee. We appreciate you being with us.
1: Well, no, I mean, Lou. I remember one time we spoke relatively recently, and and you you brought you stopped me. I was taking I was talking about God-given rights, and you're saying, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. Those rights are rights that have to be fought for." So I want to co- I, I I want to come back to that and say that. I want to say that you're right, that people need to stand up. These are rights that have to be protected, and we have to do it ourselves. And this is why when I say, and we've spoken on I believe we're living in a meaningful time and we're blessed to be here. But that means we're going to have to fight for it. What we're passing on to our children and grandchildren is something we're going to have to fight for. And that's and and, and that is in uh, great distinction to something a friend was talking about this morning, just watching Joe Biden talk about how he and Kamala were trying to revolutionize or totally transform the way the economy works. My friend was just saying, I can't believe this. These people, whether it's Barack Obama talking about utterly transforming America or Biden talking utterly transforming the economy it's like you have at least half of America saying oh you, you know oh yeah this guy's saying he's going to destroy America yeah I guess that's that's okay let's try it let's see what's going on I, I I think finally we're gonna have to hold we have to hold voters responsible as well right it's not just people like Joe Biden or oh, it's, Re- it's the Republican Obama. party too Oh, ab- the, absolutely. The, the, absolutely. The, the, these guys, these guys, these guys, these guys are we talk about regimes. They're part of the regime. They're a mid-level entity, right? They're a mid-level regime entity that validates and amplifies regime talking points. That's what they are. And Matt Gates. Matt Gates has helped underscore that, as have other Republican representatives and lawmakers and officials. But it's very important for us to keep that in mind. We're yeah. fighting for ourselves here. We do not have a lot of institutional support on Capitol Hill at this point. You know, the American people have as much support as they want. How many of us can
0: join together? How many of us can coalesce around the founding principles of this country, around our laws, our heritage, uh, and our history, and the promise of our future and the future of our children. If we can't do that, we aren't a nation at all. And no Republican should whine or cry or in any way protest uh, when when the left knocks on the door, because they mean to knock on all those doors of those they hate. The greatest haters in this country. Are the left, and they are the ones who first want to talk about hate crimes. Uh, Every crime is hateful. Uh, Every crime is wrong. And they try to make distinctions and they try to divide on every issue, whether it's uh, uh, linguistically, whether it is uh, in terms of vocabulary, uh, whether it is in terms of ideology and values. Uh, These are evil, evil people, and no one should fail to understand that we are in a war against. Uh, An evil this country has never, never encountered in our history.
1: Uh, you, you get the the last word here, Lee, if you well, will. I, I, well, I just want to amplify what you said. I, I mean, people, uh, we, you know, we've spoken about this a bit um, about how what we're fighting, our our struggle is is not um, it's not really political. It's it's mostly spiritual at this point, and I agree with that. And what I, I think it's very important for people to understand what we're up against here. This is not. Normal politics. It's not a normal time. Fighting a pathological regime, right? When you see the different things, when you see the different things that are happening, whether it's promotion of the trans agenda, whether it's opening up the borders, whether it's sending hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine, whether it's uh, whether it's paying for the salaries of, uh, of first responders in Kiev and throughout Ukraine, we're talking about sick, pathological people. That's the entire regime. Sick, pathological people have been negatively selected these are the people who are leading not just our political establishment but also our cultural and our corporate and our media establishment right now these are pathological people these are evil people it's important for us to keep that in mind moving forward what we're up against it's not about a matter of opinion oh you know what i think a, i think a boy could be a girl you know it, it's this is not about opinions This is we're dealing with a very, very sick, pathologically uh, warped establishment.
0: And we had better come to our senses. Lee Smith, always great to talk with you. Thanks, my friend. Great American Lee Smith
1: right here on The Great America Show. God bless you, Lee. God bless you, Lou. Thank you so much for having me on. As always, I really appreciate it. And I love speaking with you. Thanks, everybody,
0: for being here today. Tomorrow, we're joined by the great political strategist and author, Roger Stone. Please join us for that tomorrow, and join us each and every weekday. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social, at Lou Dobbs, and on Facebook and Instagram, at Lou Dobbs Tonight. And be sure to visit loudobbs.com. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless and save America.